0: Welcome ladies and gentlemen once again to your weekly technician podcast brought to you by your Uncle Jimmy straight out of the rock and roll garage. It's Grease the Wheels and welcome all you greasers out there who've been listening. I want to say thank you very much for listening. Hey listen uh, any kind of feedback that comes to us typically gets read. Sometimes it gets disregarded. Sometimes it doesn't and what I would like to do today is completely acknowledge some of the feedback I've been getting and do a podcast almost strictly about heavy-duty guys, heavy-duty mechanics and diesel mechanics and guys who work on shit that isn't cars. And uh, it was not uh, a mistake for me to use the word shit because sometimes heavy equipment gets used to death and it is garbage and shit and you have to really create a, f- a fucking miracle sometimes. And uh, I want to give you the, the proper kudos the proper uh, attaboys that keep you going, okay? So uh, just I just want you to know that as your Uncle Jimmy, I am proud of you, and uh, I, I, I couldn't do it myself personally, so I look up to you, and I admire you, and uh, I hope you guys keep it up because uh, I know I am pretty familiar with how important what you guys do is. I know that the country and the planet, really, quite frankly, wouldn't run... Without some of the big ass fucking machines that you you guys are out there wrenching on sometimes on a daily basis, okay? So uh, here's a shout out to you guys. I uh, I wanted to do some research, and you know how I, how I loathe to do research on shit because I'm just basically lazy. Uh, well, I'm an auto mechanic, so obviously I'm fucking lazy. But uh, I don't, I don't I didn't want to have to look up a bunch of stuff, so I didn't. But I did look up some stuff, and uh, was a little bit surprised to see. Some of the, the uh, what they call the median, the median income is for heavy-duty guys. And I was shocked at how absolutely fucking low it is. And uh, I, I think that, uh, quite frankly, if uh, I was uh, employing or if I had a, a shop where we worked on heavy-duty equipment, I would probably pay my mechanics more. But that's also probably why I don't have a shop where you work on heavy-duty shit. And quite frankly, also, uh, something that is, uh, something that an automotive mechanic or anybody else who's listening to this needs to understand is that a lot of times, heavy-duty equipment doesn't come to you, okay? You don't have a bay in a nice heated building or a nice air-conditioned shop with your tools all right there and all your friends right there and a foreman maybe and a good solid parts department well who has one of those but a good solid parts department no a lot of times heavy equipment stays right the fuck where it's broken and you as the heavy duty mechanic go where it is and you fix it on the fucking spot which I find mind numbing especially when I saw how much they try to pay you which to me sounded like fucking peanuts, and I don't mean, you know, uh, peanuts like in a candy bar, because there's also other sweet stuff that goes with a peanut in a candy bar, you're not getting any of that, you're just getting straight up fucking peanuts with no salt, they're probably still in the fucking shell, and basically, you're paid shit, let me put it that way, okay, you paid peanuts, okay, so what I think you need to do (laughs) is get together with some of the other guys who fix these enormous fucking, uh, machines, and, uh, cars, and, or not cars, excuse me, but, uh, you know, cranes and trucks and trains and farming equipment and, and other heavy duty shit, bulldozers and earth movers and whatever the fuck else is out there. And I mean, it's mind numbing to think about all of the equipment that you guys, uh, need to be familiar with and can roll in and fix. And it blows my mind, even some of the fucking tools that you're going to need to fix these things. I mean, you need, I mean, <laughs> I was, I was looking at some of the tools that you guys need to have to fix some of this heavy duty stuff and I saw a a big jack and I mean it was a fucking big jack and it was strictly for lifting up the uh, brake drums that go on some of these vehicles and uh, my back started hurting just thinking about it because uh, quite frankly I don't want to have to pick up a brake drum with a big ass modified floor jack. I don't want to have to put a clutch in where I need another strictly you know Specialty jack for putting a clutch in. Okay. I don't want to. I don't want. I'm sorry. I'm a pussy. I will agree with you that that is true. I don't want to have to put a clutch in a car that weighs 180 fucking pounds. Sorry. I'll take the little tiny ones that weigh maybe six or seven pounds all day long. Okay. Uh, Yeah. uh, Being an auto mechanic, we don't realize, and I think a lot of people who have other jobs don't realize how easy their job is and they whine like pussies anyway but they don't realize how easy their job is compared to yours so hats off to you uh if if you're listening to this and you're uh, on a job site and you're wearing car hearts and it's 20 degrees and the wrench you're holding weighs about 65 fucking pounds and you're just trying to get a nut loose on some fucking thing that stopped working and that nut doesn't want to come loose and you don't have a 16 foot breaker bar uh available to make that wrench go and you've got all of your might into it and it still doesn't want to let go and you have to go get the torches or whatever oh my god okay that's that's over the edge i think that that's more work than a man should probably have to do and maybe there's you know it's because i'm sure that a lot of you are extremely good at this and even if you're not good at this and you do it anyway you still should be paid more and uh, i just can't imagine how a heavy-duty piece of equipment that has been really literally outdoors all of its life and it's 40 years old but it still kind of does the job and the guy who owns it wants you to fix it and of course you know because uh people are all over the planet are pricks they want you to make it perfect which it will never be because when it was brand new guess what it was not perfect then either and so here you are on site freezing your balls off with a fucking wrench that's as tall as you and the guy's going um I need that thing to work like right now and uh you're thinking to yourself well I need you to shut the fuck up right now okay because I'm going to take this fucking wrench and I'm going to stuff it up your ass and your ass is going to be one and five eighths inches fucking wide when I'm done okay go away okay I'm sure I'm sure as I'm sitting here right now behind the mic at the Rock and Roll Garage that your customers are fucking three and four times worse than the cocksuckers we have to deal with in the automotive industry. I'm sure they're worse. And they probably always remind you how much money they paid you the last time you were there. and they, But they don't seem to remember that you kind of offered them a list of things that they needed to do to this piece of equipment to keep it from fucking up in the future you know in the form of maintenance and shit like that and they just said oh yeah you know we got a guy who takes care of that and you know what he's invisible and non-existent because a lot of these fuckers probably don't do maintenance worth the fuck if at all to their own shit so that makes your job tougher and uh for that again I offer you uh, a hearty job well done whenever you get these things working. Also to working on site, uh, that's got to that's suck dick, especially if you're like in the oil industry and you're working on some sort of engine or some sort of pump motor and maybe you're in Alaska or someplace where it's really fucking cold. And some idiot found oil underneath the ice and the snow. And now all of a sudden it's your job to go up there to make sure the machine that sucks it out of the ground is working. And I'm sure that, you know, these pumps and engines that, that do these jobs just love it when it's 65 degrees below fucking zero. I know that you love it, right? Uh, um, I, I would think to myself that someone who worked uh, as a specialty mechanic for company that did exploration and oil uh, extraction in areas such as, you know, north of the Arctic Circle and Alaska and these sorts of places, or maybe even on an oil platform. I would hope that the salary and the wages that you people earn and, and perhaps this healthcare is paid for. I'm just hoping that it's worth it for you. Now I I was looking at some of the median income stuff and 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 how much you get paid and and quite frankly, I wanted to throw up. But I'm thinking to myself, God, are there people out there who would do such hard work and get paid so little? And then, it, it, you know, it occurred to me, I, you know, there's people out there who do these jobs now, and I don't want to, I don't want to insult you by saying, oh, you don't get paid shit. Why would you do it? But there, you know, obviously, there's some of you who are well paid and well compensated. But to me personally, it just doesn't seem like enough. And uh, if you were working for me, and I had a heavy equipment uh, repair company I'd probably just turn over all the pay right to you and offer my services strictly as a volunteer Um, I was looking at some of the responsibilities here too that you have and uh, this was on a site where they're trying to recruit you to come work for them and some of them are you know some of the responsibilities are idiotic and some of them are mind-numbing to an auto mechanic especially and and maybe to somebody who works as a shoe salesman they might be even more mind-numbing uh some of the the first one the first one just stupid uh it says heavy equipment mechanic responsibilities and I'm reading this verbatim okay uh driving to the job site no shit really driving to the job site now that's not going to work very well uh if if you're again working in oil field above the arctic circle you kind of can't drive to that job well maybe you could Uh, Maybe if it was really fucking hard, frozen ice and snowpack, you could drive there, but you're typically not going to drive your own shit there. So I would imagine a ride of some sort would be provided. And also too, if you're on an oil rig in the Gulf of Mexico or perhaps the Persian Gulf or someplace uh, exotic like that, you might not drive yourself to work. So that's kind of an idiotic thing to put on here as a mechanic's responsibility. You're going to have to get there. Uh, if it's not simple or easy where you could drive there, somebody's going to have to help you out either with a fucking helicopter or, or who even knows a parachute, maybe, (laughs) I don't know. Uh, there could be, there's a, I'm sure there's a lot of different ways to get to work depending on what it is you work on and where it is you work on it. Uh, I would think that one of the better jobs would be, this is in my opinion anyway, is, uh, ski lift engines. You know, uh, you could probably do a, a land office business in Colorado and places like that in the winter time. And if you're a skier, it could be the best fucking job in the world because you would just either ride a lift up or ride a snowcat up to the top of the hill, uh, you know, adjust some cables, maybe throw, uh, uh some fucking stable or, uh, gas line antifreeze into a piece of equipment, get it running again. And boom, there you are skiing for the whole day. <laughs> You know, just let the tools slide down to the bottom of the hill and pick them up when you're done, you know? Uh, yeah, sure, there can be some advantages. I, I'm, sure, I'm sure that there's some perks to being a heavy duty mechanic. Don't know what they are. Uh, can't really even think of anything other than perhaps that. Some of the other responsibilities they have listed here, you have to inspect trucks, trains, bulldozers, and other heavy equipment for proper performance, really. Uh, how often does that happen? Is that something that uh, somebody says, hey, you know, you, you need a yearly inspection on these things. I'm, I'm thinking that, that it probably should happen. I'm thinking in some states that are uh, smarter than others, and, and I don't need to call anybody out, but in some states that have better laws or are smarter than each other, they might have a uh, state mandated inspection program for heavy duty equipment uh i don't even know how they would enforce that i don't know if heavy duty equipment is even registered or or you know main or, or properly cataloged as what it is and what kind of inspections are necessary but uh you know if you're in a, a state assembly somewhere you're probably figuring out how you can get money from it and that's one of the ways you would do that another one another one of the responsibilities for a heavy duty mechanic it says here uh diagnosing faults using computerized testing equipment how often does that happen i mean is there seriously is there like an obd2 port on a a crane where you plug in and you go oh yeah the cam sensor's bad yeah but the cam sensor's uh six stories high on the first section of crane and they go well that shouldn't have set a fault well actually in this particular case we're not looking to control emissions. We're looking to control gravity by having that piece of crane stay right the fuck where it is instead of crashing down on our fucking heads. Okay, so maybe you do have some sort of a sensor on the crane that says, hey, guess what? This thing's out of whack or something. Uh, and maybe, uh, maybe you test that with a computer. I, I'm thinking that that would be really easy to do maybe. Uh, maybe not maybe you know the wire the wiring that would have to go up to it would be too long and there'd be a lot of resistance so you'd make that sensor bluetooth uh, never mind I'm getting ahead of myself here I'm just having a little trouble wrapping my mind around uh, computerized testing equipment for uh, heavy duty equipment Uh, I'm sure there is some out there that that is computerized Uh, I can't I am I'm just at a loss for what would be computerized I'm sure there is Also, one of the responsibilities is uh, that you need to adjust the equipment when necessary and replace faulty parts. That's part of being a mechanic, really, that doesn't even need to be said. Uh, Repairing damaged equipment parts, same thing uh, as a mechanic. That's what you do. I'm not sure why you'd have to write it down, um, but I think they're just trying to be thorough. Cleaning, lubricating, and conducting routine services on heavy-duty vehicles. Yeah, and there's a ball of wax for you right there, okay? I am betting money that if you're a heavy-duty guy and you work for several different people, you know, fixing heavy equipment over here, fixing heavy equipment over there, fixing a crane or a bulldozer or earth mover or whatever it is, you get a call from one specific guy who maybe has a bulldozer on a job site out of town. And every time this guy calls you, it's because his piece of shit, 1966 D9 cat doesn't fucking work. And every time you recommend to him what he needs to make it work... He goes and declines the repair and then sticks bubble gum or fucking duct tape on the fucking thing and keeps moving. And then it breaks again later and you roll out again. You say, well, you know what? That repair that you did, that's fucking completely substandard. And now you have ruined this system instead of just one part of it. And now you need to replace the whole fucking thing. And then you leave. And of course, he declines the repair. There's got to be customers that you fucking hate. I'm sure there is. I'm sure there is customers who are overbearing and cheap as fucking hell and really probably ought to be uh, ought to have the heavy equipment that they own parked on top of them so that they're dead and they don't endanger the lives of anybody, their employees or you or anybody else for that matter, who might be nearby. I'm sure there are. I'm sure that there are customers who have heavy duty equipment who are pieces of shit and you don't want to deal with them. I know that that's what it is. And so when you recommend cleaning and lubricating and doing routine services, they go, I I, I, I got that taken care of, don't worry about it. And you go, I, I, I know you're a fucking lion sack of shit, but I'm gonna leave anyway, okay? Uh, this, you can't force people to maintain their, their stuff, whether it's a car or a tricycle or or even a fucking vacuum cleaner or a fucking a 12-story tall crane or a a pump motor that pumps water out of the... Out of the ground so that when the oil comes up it doesn't go everywhere or whatever there's there's always those people there's always those people and when you identify them then when they show up on your phone or when they show up at your place of employment or they've contracted you to come out and look at their shit you just go wow what the because <laughs> because that's what we do when we see them because we we have it in the automotive industry we have it people bring us cars that are piled high with shit and they're all fucking jaked up and uh, they never buy anything but yet they keep bringing them back and and hoping that the diagnosis for whatever it is that's fucking wrong will be different this time and that maybe they can afford to repair even though prices uh in my experience at least have always gone up rarely does shit get cheaper rarely happens but rarely and especially when you're talking about repairing something what be it heavy duty or whatever it is the cost of repairing shit almost never goes down some of the uh, other things that you guys have to do you have uh well, it says you're cleaning and servicing of machine attachments. I think that just goes right along with the uh, cleaning and uh, servicing of the actual machine itself. You know, I mean, you know, would you would you clean a lawnmower but not clean the deck? Fuck no, you know. Would you clean your knife and fork but not your spoon? No, you're gonna clean the whole fucking thing. You're a mechanic, you're somewhat thorough. Maybe you're a messy, messy prick yourself, but if you've got to clean a machine, you're not gonna clean part of it. Unless, of course, you're not paid to clean the whole thing. And in which case, you're going to get into an argument with somebody over how much, how clean do I have to make it? And what do I have to clean? If I'm, I do I have to clean for, you know, it's like in Tommy boy, uh, Richard, I, it doesn't hurt so much here or here, but right here. Nope, everything's clean. So if you know what I'm talking about, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, some mechanics and, and, and it's true for all of us the heavy duty guys, I'm sure are the same. There's shit we don't want to do. There's shit, there's shit I don't want to do. I, I will have a temper tantrum the likes of which would impress a fucking five-year-old when people try to get me to fix shit I don't want. I can only imagine how fucking severe those tantrums would be if I was a heavy-duty guy. I'd be like, ah, fuck, I don't want to fix that guy's crane. That guy's a dick. He never buys anything. All of his shit's fucked up and filthy. And his guys don't know how to use it right. And they break it five minutes after I leave and call me back. and oh, you didn't fix it right. Oh, you know? And you just want to drive a truck bomb into their fucking place. Oh shit. So uh, anyway, cleaning. I I imagine that cleaning would be, especially if, let's say you're working on garbage trucks. Hello. I'm sure that, I'm I'm hoping that there are standards of cleanliness or sanitariness or or whatever when you're working on garbage trucks, whereby you, you don't work on them until they've been fucking somewhat thoroughly cleaned. That would just be my fucking general rule of thumb. Of course, my general rule of thumb would be, hey, I want you to come work on garbage trucks. My general rule of thumb would be, yeah, go fuck yourself, okay? I don't, I'm not a fan of garbage. Uh, And yet we we have garbage. Everybody makes garbage and there's trucks to haul that shit away and they break down. And I can't even imagine the tantrum that I would throw if somebody made me try to fix a garbage truck. So... Here again, kudos to you guys out there. Kudos to you if you fix garbage trucks. You are my hero. Uh, You're also somebody I wouldn't trade places with (laughs) for a million dollars, okay? I suppose that if they had like a, I don't know, a bay in your shop where you fix these garbage trucks and they clean the fucking piss out of them and they were spotless, then maybe, maybe. But I know, I, I know, and I don't even have to see it. I don't have to hear about it. I don't have to read about it. I know that there's places where they make you work on garbage trucks for some reason or another, and they never clean them ever. It's not part of their fucking profit-making program there at the at their you know at the ABC Waste Company, and you have to work on them with maggots and shit, and who even knows what the fuck else oozing out of these things. And uh, yeah, I'd last about three, maybe four seconds at a place like that. So uh again kudos to you my friends if you're doing that and you're putting up with that shit literally and uh uh, keep up the good work Uh, I hope that you're well compensated I would think that you would have to be I I really think all you heavy duty guys your diesel guys too would have to be well compensated there's just no other way to get somebody to do something that's mind-numbingly horrendous is that as far as the uh, heavy-duty equipment mechanic responsibilities this was like a job description kind of a thing that's on a site where they're actually you know looking people to sign up for this kind of work uh some of the other things they have here perform major repair work when necessary no shit really uh consulting with other mechanics on smaller jobs why wouldn't you consult with mechanics on the bigger fucking jobs that makes no sense that's that, that sentence could, should just be fucking erased you know, they should just back it up, click on the whole thing, select the whole sentence and hit delete. That's bullshit. Uh, reporting damage or faulty equipment to management. Sure. That's exactly what you would do. That would be in the form of an estimate to repair uh, said equipment. And you would definitely want to do that because you want to earn more money. That's how it's done. Uh, you want to replace the Garfunkel valve on the uh, Newton meter so that it works properly and they don't kill people with this piece of equipment. But uh, we all know how people get can be and get cheap or they try to do it themselves maybe even oh well we all know uh how i feel about people who do it themselves <laughs> because they're probably going to be doing it wrong now here's some other requirements these were that, those were job responsibilities that i was reading through and like i said some of them were kind of ridiculous and but here's the heavy equipment mechanic requirements okay and they're Uh, They're more basic than even (laughs) what the responsibilities are, folks. Uh, High school diploma or GED. Really? Okay, so if I'm a high school dropout and I'm like a mechanical genius who maybe has ADHD or, or maybe I'm even autistic or something like that, and I could tear apart an earth mover in 15 minutes and put it back together again after cleaning it and perfectly adjusting everything in 20 more minutes... Uh, I can't do the job because I didn't graduate from high school or I don't have a GED doesn't sound right to me okay some some of the smartest people I've ever met just graduated from high school and maybe even had a tough time with it because if you went to high school at least in the United States I don't know how it is in other countries I hope it's not the same because in the United States going to high school is basically just one big long uh, popularity contest and nobody wins nobody wins it. At some point in time, if you go to high school, you're going to be the most unpopular motherfucker in that school. And somebody's going to come along and try to beat you up or stuff you in a locker or both. And if they don't, then the girls will humiliate the boys and the boys will humiliate the girls. And sometimes it's girls humiliating girls, boys humiliating boys. And oh, by the way, you're supposed to learn things there. Yeah. Basically what you learn is how to hate people. (laughs) So high school is a, uh, High school in the United States is kind of a mixed bag of nuts, and uh, it, it, it goes every which way it can bad, good, evil, mean, nice, happy. Uh, some people have great memories of high school. High school is not the end all, the be all. Uh, I did okay in high school myself personally. Couldn't wait to get the fuck out of there. Uh, took the basic, the minimum amount of classes necessary to get out of there, so I spent a lot of time there doing nothing which prepared me for, well, nothing. And uh, so now I work my ass off and uh, really literally other than uh, the basics that I learned in high school, which I did learn. Nothing that I learned there has helped me with any of my careers, any of the careers I've had. I was a a parts man for many years and then a mechanic. And uh, I I learned almost, I learned virtually none of that in my high school. So to say that you need a high school uh, education to work in heavy equipment, I don't, I don't see that. I mean, you could be homeschooled and probably work on uh, heavy-duty equipment without too much trouble. I'm sure there's a few of you out there who have. I'm betting, uh, because it's the same in the automotive industry, I'm betting that there's a lot of you who uh, loathe or hate, I should say better, uh, they hate taking tests. They're not good at taking tests. Uh, Lots of people are not good test takers. The stress that it induces before you even take the fucking thing can ruin you. It can ruin your life. It can ruin your day at least. Uh, And then also trying to comprehend what some, well, some technical-minded motherfucker somewhere came up with for a question that you should know the answer to. And maybe it doesn't even make any sense. I have run into, I just, uh, you know, I, I did a podcast on this a while back where I took ASC tests And on each and every one of these tests, there was about three or four questions that I read. And I know how to read and I can comprehend things. And also, I don't feel stressed like most people, okay? Shit that stresses some people out doesn't stress me out. And I get stressed, but I usually just chew it up, spit it out, uh, you know, kind of uh, shout out a few four letter words and, and refer to something as something else. And then I'm over with it. The stress is gone. I don't bring that shit with me anywhere. I don't bring it home with me. I don't take it on vacation with me. I don't I don't like stress. Stress sucks. I, I refused to sign for that package when it shows up, okay? So when I go to take a test, I'm like, hey, you know what? If I pass it, I pass it. If I don't pass it, I don't give a fuck, okay? Because I'm not paid to take tests. And I'm not going to get paid any more or any less if I take a test and pass it or fail it. I mean, I should, if I pass a test, I, you know, have indicated that I've got certain knowledge and I should get paid more, but I'm in the automotive industry, folks. I'm not going to get paid more, even though they tell me I'm going to. (laughs) Oh, it's kind of amazing the shit they tell you when they want you to get the certifications that we need to meet the requirements that we have to meet to be, uh, to continue to be a franchise dealer. And I'm sure as heavy duty guys and diesel guys, you guys have the same sort of shit going on. It's like, oh, you know, we need to have X X amount of guys who are trained to work on this system or this uh, particular piece of equipment. And then we can continue doing what we do. But, you know, since they don't want to pay, they probably don't have enough. And uh, it's funny to watch them all wiggle and squirm when they want you to go to training for, you know, whatever it is that you do exactly. And, to be able to illustrate on a test that you know what you're doing when in fact you don't like tests, don't want to take a test, and if you have to take a test, you may just mark down C as every answer all the way down the board, like Spicoli and Fast Times at Ridgemont High just pff, C for every fucking question. And who knows if you put down C for every goddamn answer, you might pass. Does it mean you know these, you know what's on the test, you know all that stuff? no, it doesn't. It doesn't mean you know it. So I'm imagining that you guys would not want to have to take a test. But now what, what that all led up to was that there is certification necessary to be a heavy duty mechanic according to this as a requirement. It says certification as a heavy equipment mechanic. I've never really heard of this. If it's true, it's news to me. I've never had to take any kind of certification test to be an auto mechanic. And believe me, automobiles are deployed in much much greater numbers than heavy duty equipment so I'm more likely I personally am more likely to do some heinous it's possible I'm not going to but it's possible for me to do uh, more heinous things and kill people than you could if you're a heavy duty guy or a diesel mechanic or even an airplane mechanic for Christ's sakes I mean you know if if you fuck up one airplane and it goes down maybe you know a couple two three hundred people Bite it. But I've worked on thousands and thousands and thousands of cars. And if all of a sudden each and every one of them crashed and killed one person, ah, I got your airplane accident beat. Okay. So uh, I think it's equally important that we all be trained and properly vetted, I guess would be the terminology, certified to do the job. But in my case, I'm not. I'm not. I'm just some jerk off who rolled in off the street and said, I got tools. <laughs> and they said, Oh, come here. I got something I want you to look at. And then from there, you know, that's how it all got started. If you have a certification necessary to be a heavy duty mechanic, great. That's great for the industry. It helps to weed out the morons like me uh, and it makes it easier for you to work with the people you work with because you can count on them to know things that they should know and you don't have to go back and fix something that one of the f- fucking jackasses you work with fixed wrong because he doesn't know shit and he's not certified if that's the truth, if that's the way it is, if, if you have to be certified to be heavy duty mechanic or diesel mechanic, I'm kind of for it. But the test that you're going to need to take for that, I hope that it's user-friendly, I guess is what I would say uh, as far as in reference to a test. Uh, tests can be difficult simply because the guy writing the fucking test did not have a firm grip on use of the English language. And then this can happen too sometimes because I know some equipment, some of the equipment that that you guys work on is made overseas, okay? Because it's a global economy. Thank you very much. We get stuff from all over the place. You know, we might get an earth mover made in Germany. We might get a a, a crane where the, uh, the lower portion of it and the engine and then the controls are made in Japan or maybe even China, God forbid. And the instructions are in their native language. And when they translate it to English, it makes no fucking sense whatsoever so if you have to get certified and take a test and how to fix something made in korea all i can say to you is good luck (laughs) good luck hopefully the test was uh proofread by somebody who's fluent in both languages doubt it but the, the next thing that it says here on this list as far as requirements for a heavy duty mechanic is proven work experience proven work experience as a diesel or heavy equipment mechanic and that's exactly what that sentence says and to me i'm like okay you want somebody who's had work in the industry previously but when you make a general statement like this particular uh website is doing it's a it's a it's like a uh a job placement website if you will uh if you're just looking for people with experience i i'm thinking to myself those motherfuckers already got jobs and unless they're looking to switch jobs, uh, they're not going to have proven work experience. Where do the new guys get in? If you want somebody, if you strictly want somebody with proven experience, you're, you're not going to. You're probably not going to get anybody. It's probably going to be. And I'm imagining that your field is is a lot like mine, where nobody's getting into it, and there's a shortage. Uh, and 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 the more and I laugh because the more I read about the shortage of mechanics. The more obvious to me it becomes, what the becomes what the answer should be, and uh, you've all, if you've listened to this even just a couple, of two, three times, you know what's coming. But it's it's about the money, right, boys? And I say boys because I, I would imagine there is about six women in the world working on heavy equipment. It's just not a job that appeals to the ladies. And if it does, eh, okay, more power to you. Uh, girls if you're working on heavy equipment or if you're a diesel mechanic major league kudos to you for beating back the uh the stereotype and and having the well incorrectly stated but having the balls to do that job it's just nuts it's a nuts job well it's a nuts job that's really not what i wanted to say uh but i think i think it fits it's 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 a job that you have to have a certain a small amount of insanity to even attempt to do. And if you do it well, then I think the insanity is a little bit larger. And if you're a woman, a girl, a lady, and you do it, uh, there's got to be a better way to make a living for a lady. So anyway, to move forward, proven work experience, where are you going to get that? You can't just buy it. You got to do it. And if this company is not going to hire anybody who doesn't have proven work experience, they're never going to get Anybody who's got any work experience, it's just kind of a catch-22. How do you get experience? By experiencing things. How do you get experience? By getting the job. How do you get, you can't get the job if you don't have experience. It's a catch-22. Somebody has to start somewhere. I don't know where you would start if a place like this is just looking for experienced people. Pretty soon they're just going to run out of them. There's just none left, you know. Uh, It's the laws of supply and demand. It works for everything on this planet. You got a lot of it. It's going to be cheap don't got a lot of it, should be really fucking expensive. Okay. Uh, Understanding, here's some more requirements you have to, uh, and and there's one here that's really comical, boys uh, and girls, if all six of you are listening. Uh, There's this one, uh, understanding of computer testing technology. I'm thinking to myself, if you're using a computer to fix heavy equipment, you 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 ought to know how it works uh if you're out in the field and somebody brings you a computer and they plug it into whatever it is you're trying to fix say you got one of them great big dump trucks that they use to to move like 80 tons of rock or iron ore at one time and it's got a bad intake valve on cylinder number 66 and the coil is shut off and you go in with the computer and it says oh you got a misfire on cylinder 66 you should be able to and as an auto mechanic you'd probably be able to do this as well even though some of us are a bunch of banana monkeys who can't fix a sandwich you should be able to go in and look at cylinder number 66 and go oh the fucking plug wire fell off right okay so the computer can help you it's not going to do the job for you uh that's a podcast that's coming up boys and girls uh computers Can't do things without us, okay? That's gonna be the premise of that podcast. But you have to know how to test stuff with a computer. And I'm thinking to myself, God, I see uh, AutoZone employees use uh, uh, code scanners, so it probably isn't gonna be all that difficult to learn, okay? Uh, The next one is the one that's hilarious. And it's just, I'm gonna read it as it is written, and then you can decide whether or not it's funny to you. It says, ability... To lift heavy machinery. Okay, let that sink in. They want, they want Not only do they want you to go out and work on a 60-ton dump truck, they want you to be able to lift the fucking thing too. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure that's not what they mean. Uh, I don't think... Uh, hello, I don't think any of you can lift a 60-ton dump truck unless you come from a planet called Krypton uh, and you have an S on your chest. And even that guy, I think he would struggle like a motherfucker to lift a 60... T- I'm sorry, Superman is well basically super but lifting up a fucking dump truck that weighs 60 tons i think he's gonna break a sweat okay it's they're fucking heavy they're big nasty heavy pieces of equipment and i don't i'm not jealous of you guys at all if you can fix them you're my hero i mean that i i can't say that enough you guys are my heroes you you really honestly make the world work You know, I mean, I see heavy equipment all day long up and down the highway on my drive to work because they're tearing the fuck out of it. And uh, that shit's got to work. That shit's got to work. And when it doesn't work, I don't want them to look at me. Don't. Hey, man, I'm I'm a hairdresser. okay? I can't fix shit. as i wander off towards the car dealership that i work at there's a it's some more and, and it gets it gets even more ridiculous as it goes down here this is a heavy duty equipment mechanic requirements that li, uh, list of things that are required of you guys out there you heavy duty guys you diesel guys this list just gets funnier and funnier as i go along because the next one after being able to lift the fuck of machinery that you're working on was extensive knowledge of diesel engines and construction equipment. Really? No fucking shit. I'm sorry. Just as, as a, a job requirement, if you're going to be a heavy duty guy, a diesel guy, you should have extensive knowledge of that shit. Right. Right. It's like, hey, come here. Do you know how football's played? Sure. Okay. We want you to be the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, <laughs> but, but, but uh, just get in there you know, as far as something that you would have to write on a piece of paper or type into a computer to put on your website to say, hey, if you want to be a heavy duty mechanic, you need to have extensive knowledge of diesel engines and construction equipment. Oh, and by the way, hydraulics and the physics of cranes, I mean, the physics involved with a crane are mind-numbing to an idiot automotive mechanic like me. Uh, Also, too, this this is another killer. This is another one of those uh, make me laugh kind of ones ability to work after hours if required what no I don't want <laughs> I don't want to do that listen at fucking seriously at 11 o'clock on a Saturday night I want to be balls deep into a fucking really tall beer at the bar down the street from my house I do not wish to be uh, you know pulling a piston out of a fucking engine in a crane across town that went bad Putting up a building because they want to get back to work on Monday. It's like no, you know, the ability to work after hours if required. Go fuck yourself, okay. My job's a nine to five fucking job. Actually, my job's a a seven to five thirty kind of a job, and still, it's. It, I think that's too much. And I work more than that anyway, so it's not really that usual of a deal. I mean, you can work whenever you want, okay. You can get a job that's nine to five or ten to eight or you know twenty four hours a day if you want, but. The ability to work after hours, if required, should not be part of the question. Not to me, anyway. It's like, hey, you know what? We're gonna have you come in Monday through Friday, eight to five, and if we need you to, uh, we're gonna want you to work whenever the fuck we want you to. And I would say, yeah, well, you know what? I'm pretty sure there's a shortage of guys who do what I do, so you can go fuck yourself. Okay, I'm not gonna do that one. Don't don't sign up for that shit. I mean, yeah, maybe maybe if they come at you with some ridiculous figures and make it seriously lucrative for you to work odd hours sure I would be all for it you know if they were going to pay you uh, triple time and also travel expenses and maybe hotel expenses and give you a food allowance and really make it worth your while financially yeah I'd say you know what I'll work whenever you want me to but I'm betting you a thousand fucking dollars, okay? And, and maybe you don't even have a thousand dollars. I'm betting you that as a heavy-duty guy or a diesel guy, that this is not ever going to fucking happen to you, okay? It's not going to happen. You know, an owner's never going to say, "Well, I need you to go work on this crane and put a piston in the number six cylinder after uh, and sleeve it and put a new piston in it and, and get it going again," so that they can work on this building at six o'clock Monday morning. And then you say, well, yeah, you're going to pay me a little extra. And he goes, oh, oh, no, no. Don't you remember when we hired you? We said you have to have the ability to work after hours if required. So we're not going to pay you any extra. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'm not going to work any extra. So suck my dick. Fix this fucking thing yourself. Okay. And part of telling your boss to go fuck himself is the last item on this list. You have to have good communication skills. So if you're good at telling people to go fuck themselves, I think that that, that counts as good communication skills. <laughs> uh, you know, and you know what I want to do? Because this, this was great. This was really, I thought that this was really informative. And so what I did was I switched over to the diesel guys. Because there was a whole different set of responsibilities for diesel guys. And even these, I thought were kind of ridiculous. Uh, and not that not that what you do is ridiculous at all, not by any stretch of the imagination. I, myself, personally work on diesels where I work, but they're automotive-minded diesels, okay? The diesels that you guys work on are typically in, you know, uh, three-quarter, one-ton trucks, maybe even uh, over-the-road trucks, all that shit. Uh, I got to tell you, honestly, one of the things that I heard years ago that blew my mind was... Th- this thing that you guys do if you're a diesel mechanic, and it's called uh in chassis. And I, I I heard that and I said, what's an in chassis? And they go, well, that's basically where you pull the motor all the fuck apart completely, leaving it in the fucking truck, by the way, and then you rebuild it. And you guys, and I said, how often does this happen? They say, oh, it happens every day. It happens all the time, every day. And I go, what do they do? And they go, well, they, you know, they they might re ring the, the, the pistons and redo the rod bearings and, and the c- connecting rod bearings and the main bearings. And then all, you know, they put it all back together again, new filters, new gaskets, all the way through it, clean everything out. And I'm like, are you fucking shitting me? They go, no, I go, I mean, I can't even, I don't even like doing connecting rod bearings in a car, you know? I've done it. You know, you drop the subframe, you pull the oil pan off, you let it drip oil on you while you pull the connecting rods caps off and you put new bearings in there. But I can't even, I'm having trouble with this, I can't even wrap my mind around you guys doing it in the chassis. And then, in some cases, even pulling a piston out, uh, you know, maybe, I don't know, cleaning the rings, the ring grooves, and throwing new rings in it, slamming it back in. And you guys do this quickly, okay? They pay something like, what, 25, 30, 35 hours, and you guys bang them out in six. Man, that is some impress- that's some impressive shit. That's some that's some honest to god impressive shit. And I'm sure there's some corners there that get cut, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go there. That's not my forte. I don't know what corners you would cut if you could cut, but I don't uh, I don't have any idea what that involves. So I, I, I mean, it, it to me it just seems ridiculous. Uh, here's some of the responsibilities that you have as a diesel mechanic, and, and I think that they're funny. Uh, running diagnostic tests on vehicles, sure, okay analyzing diagnostic test results well yeah okay if i'm gonna run the test i'm gonna have to look at them and go yeah this is fucked up or that's not fucked up okay um i don't see why that needs to be two separate things uh replacing vehicle engines steering mechanisms transmissions and braking systems wow that, that really covers it all the only thing you're really not doing there is collision work on the on the fucking thing okay checking vehicle lighting systems well yeah okay great i'm good with that test driving vehicles to gauge performance yeah, maybe, maybe not sometimes, <laughs> who knows, who knows what it is you're working on. Yeah, I'm going to take the uh, the train up the hill and bring it back and see how it works, and, you know, because I know a lot of trains are diesel, diesel powered. I'm not, I'm not taking a train for a ride, okay? I might get the guy to take it for a ride with me, I might ride with him to maybe the next town and then catch one back or something, I'm not, I'm not even sure how that would work, but I'm not driving the fucking thing, not going to happen. Performing pre- preventative maintenances, Sure. Uh, maintaining detailed records, that, that kind of sucks, but, cause I mean, you know, for an automotive mechanic, we just write down on an RO, yeah, we fucking perform the engine oil service. But you guys really have to, you really have to get in depth and, uh, well, more in depth anyway, than we do. I'm pretty sure that some of you probably got it down to a science where you just write the specified words that you need to write. Maintaining detailed records, adhering to inspection procedure checklist, maintaining a parts inventory, Uh, as a diesel mechanic. No, no, that's somebody else's fucking job. And then the last one I I thought was hilarious because heavy duty guys were not required to do this on the list that I had for them, but you guys are. And I know automotive technicians are not required to do this, but you, according to this particular guide are supposed to ensure the cleanliness of the shop. Really? These diesel mechanics. I'm picturing a shop that is just like six inches deep with grease and oil (laughs) and and, and, I mean I'm sure some of them are clean and I don't mean to disparage you and the place that you work but it's probably more than likely a filthy fucking place to work I mean it's just the nature of diesels right I mean I've drained the oil on the diesel vehicles uh, uh, the diesel non-commercial vehicles that we have and the oil is the blackest fucking shit I have ever seen in my life It is blacker than night, and it's just disgustingly dirty and filthy compared to the uh, internal combustion engine, the regular gasoline engines that we change the oil on. The oil that comes out of a diesel, it's terrible. It's fucking god-awful, and uh, so I can only imagine if you're draining that same shit out of a truck that has fucking triple the capacity of the ones that I'm draining. Your shop probably isn't too clean, okay? That's what I'm trying to get at. Here again, here's the diesel mechanic requirements. And these, I'm sure that this is also going to be, this is, this is also a source of humor for me. Uh, maybe not you, but for me, it is definitely. Uh, I'll, I'll give you some of the, uh, uh, you have to have a degree or a diploma in mechanical or automotive engineering. Are you fucking shitting me? How many of you out there that are diesel mechanics have a degree or even a diploma in mechanical or automotive engineering. Engineering. I'm thinking that if you had a degree in either one of those two regiments, you're not a fucking diesel mechanic. I'm sorry. Maybe you are. Maybe you did that, did some other job for a while where you needed to have an engineering degree, and then you decided, you know what, fuck it, I just want to work on them. I don't want to have to listen to some dipshit tell me that they want the thing to get 90 miles to the gallon or some stupid shit that somebody might say to you as an engineer. Okay. And you said, I'm going to go back to working on them where I don't need a degree. But now it turns out you need a degree and lo and behold, you actually have one. So you're in luck. Okay. It also says ASC diesel certification advantageous. Really? Uh, Like I said earlier, I took some ASC tests and uh, I I was not impressed. Uh, The only thing I soften my stance a little bit on ASC tests, if you wanna follow along for a second. The people who hire mechanics and the people who offer mechanic services to people, such as, uh, you know, garages and dealerships and, and other types of shops, like, you know, your brake shops, your Meineke's, your brake checks, your M- Monroe's, Midas, Pep Boys, they need some way to tell people who might come there that they have technicians who, ha- who know their shit. And the only way they can do that is by saying that they have ASE certified technicians. That's the only way. And it kills me that in the United States of America where we have competition for everything, that this is the only way. I think that it's really ripe for a certification process developed by somebody else. Uh, maybe, and, and maybe they have better a better way of testing you. Uh, I can tell you right now, I went to take these ASE tests and they patted me down like I was a criminal. Like I was going to cheat, and I'm like, seriously, have you seen these tests? They're, they're, they're pretty simple. They're pretty simple. I, I passed uh, the. I had to take L1 through L8, and uh, I was not really taxed mentally too much taking these tests. But I've been in the, an automotive mechanic for a long, long time professionally and uh, as an amateur, so you know, it wasn't that big a deal. So I'm thinking to myself. ASC diesel certification, is it going to be tough? Well, I would imagine for some guy who doesn't know jack shit about diesel engines, yeah, it could be. But you guys, if you're in that field, you probably know all the shit you need to know. You could probably roll in, take the test, be out of there in 20 minutes and get your certification and listen to your manager lie to you about what he said when you got the test results back and you passed when he said he was going to give you more money. Okay. Also, and... and, and <laughs> I'm sorry, folks. I, I can't. I can't get over the humor of this particular list. This list is humorous to me because this is just all dumb shit. Really, seriously, and, and even more so than like the first line where you needed to be an engineer to do this job. It says here also that you need to have a valid driver's license. Okay, uh, I'm not touching that one. There's this is too too much to it. It's like really, Oh, because I'm imagining uh and this is just my opinion and it could be wrong and I don't think it is but uh prove me wrong it's fine make comments to you know call me a a bonehead or a dickhead whatever you want to call me I'm thinking to myself that really the only way a diesel mechanic is not going to have a driver's license is if you got a DWI because if I was a diesel mechanic I would probably be a really heavy drinker and I know some of you probably are and I I'm not going to make any comment about whether that's good or bad I'm just going to say you're probably have a a fair amount of heavy drinkers in that particular field okay now moving on it says here that you need to have an aptitude for math and science really okay uh i'm sorry just i if you don't have an aptitude for math or science you become a mechanic (laughs) uh advanced knowledge of diesel engine components yeah i can't disagree with that the fact that they have to write it down is kind of silly Uh, good IT skills, good IT and diagnostic skills. Okay. So now you don't need to know shit about computers, but you need to know how to fix computers like an IT guy and you need to have good diagnostic skills. Hey, here's, here's a fucking setback for you. Uh, (laughs) You have to be physically fit. This is diesel mechanic requirements. You have to be a good IT. You have to have good IT skills. Uh, and IT is uh, referring to computer skills. You have to be able to fix computers, too. Uh, you have to be able. You have to be uh, part of the IT department, and uh, you have to have good diagnostic skills. Uh, not sure if they're referring to computers or diesel engines. Uh, you have to be physically fit and able to lip, lift up to 150 pounds all at once. A clean and jerk. Uh, you know. Are you gonna? You know. What's? You know. it here again that that doesn't really make a lot of sense to me sure we'd love for everybody we work with for everyone who works for us to be physically fit but you know there's going to be guys that you know okay uh enough said about that yeah you have to have a uh, proficiency with maintenance and repair tools you have to be good with tools no shit really a mechanic any kind of mechanic good with tools okay all right can't believe you needed to put that there but Oh, 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 you need to have attention to details. Attention to details. Here again, I I'm, I'm, I feel like that that goes hand in hand with being a mechanic. You need to pay attention to the small details. And, and really, actually, this one's not that funny because how many times have you looked at something and you've looked at something and you've looked at something, you check this, that, and the other thing, and then you find it's absolutely the simplest thing It was a blown fuse, or maybe the fucking thing was out of fuel, or the fuel filter was plugged. Uh, It it happens. So having an attention to detail would definitely be a good thing, regardless of what kind of mechanic you are. Having to put that down on your diesel mechanic requirements checklist, I'm not sure that's necessary. Uh, Here again, two, another one I find very comical, because I know some guys who do diesel maintenance and diesel repairs, and they don't have this. Good interpersonal skills in other words they're good people you can talk to them and they understand you and they behave and (laughs) Uh, I'm sure there's some diesel mechanics out there who are just wonderful people gentlemen all the time and uh, treat everyone nice and they're not racist and they're not skinheads or rednecks or you know they're not evil mean nasty (laughs) and I would imagine that a lot of diesel mechanics fit somewhere into that little list that I just (laughs) read off I know I would be. Uh, excellent verbal communication skills. Uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> excellent verbal communication skills. Something you don't have, Uncle Jimmy. You need to be able to speak in something other than four-letter words. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> and then the last one. The, the, the last one. And if you've ever been in a fucking shop. if you It doesn't even matter what kind of shop it is. It could be a diesel mechanic shop. It could be a heavy-duty shop machinery shop an auto shop it could be a fucking wood shop a workshop whatever this is something that's missing in almost all of them okay and I know from personal experience because I have undiagnosed and untreated OCD so to me I can't even work unless everything's clean and neat and is where it belongs because otherwise my brain my whole world is out of tilt and I can't function and so when people tell me, when people tell me that they're neat and clean and organized, I say, bullshit, you're not. Uh, c- compared to what I- my standards are, you're not, okay? But it, the last item on this list that diesel mechanic requirements is good organization skills. And pardon me, folks, I'm just gonna call bullshit on that right now. <laughs> I th- I personally think that being a mechanic requires a certain level of disorganization okay it means that when you're done doing something to a car a truck a machine a diesel engine an airplane engine or whatever the fuck it is you're working on whether it's a home heating system a furnace or an air conditioning system most of you i would say probably 80 percent of you when you're done you drop whatever it is you had in your hand you drop if it's tools if it's the parts you just took off it's if it's the box if it's the instructions, whatever it is, you drop it right there in the fucking ground. That's it. You're done. Boom. And probably 90% of you don't pick that shit up. I mean, if you're on a job site and those are your tools and they're laying in the mud, you're probably gonna pick them up. But if you're in a shop and you're done working on some, and the, tool, the tools, it's, it's, a, it's a song. Let the tools hit the floor. Let the tools hit the floor. Fuck them. You got the toolbox, who cares? It's your bay. Fucking put. Po- I... I've got friends of mine, love them to death, but they're so fucking messy and disorganized. And then they can't figure out why I'm able to do more work than them sometimes. Sometimes sometimes I do more work than them. They're not able to figure out how come I don't lose tools like a crazy fucking bastard that I am. I don't uh, have problems with things because I can't find them. Uh, Sometimes they have to turn in old parts. I know where they are. They, they, well, how do you do that, how do you do that? Well, I don't leave everything I own and everything I was just working on laying all over the fucking floor, that's what I do. I'm organized and clean. And uh, But I'm imagining, I'm not even gonna say I'm imagining that. I'm not gonna, you just cut that shit right out of there. I know that the messiest motherfuckers on the face of the earth are mechanics. And, and in my mind, I'm picturing diesel mechanics as the top of that heap, the greasiest, messiest motherfuckers. Hey, I love you. I do. I love you. And the greasier you are, the more you hard, the harder you work, the more money you probably made. And here again, I put it out to you. Kudos to you. You're my hero. Keep up the good work. But if somebody tells you that you need to be organized and neat, you're gonna turn around with the greasiest, dirtiest middle finger and say, Go fuck yourself. Get back up into the office. <laughs> It's the way it works. It's the way it fucking works. We're messy. Not me, but we're messy cocksuckers. I'm going to include myself. I make a mess sometimes. But we're messy cocksuckers. We're getting a job done. We're fixing your crane. You're, we're, we're fixing your diesel truck. We're fixing your car, your your air conditioning. We're fixing all that shit. You want us to be neat too? Pfft. Hire Martha fucking Stewart, okay? Okay. <laughs> go get a Swiffer jet. We're not going to clean up. You're lucky. You're lucky if we pick up all of our, we're lucky too. If we pick up all of our tools when the job is done. Okay. The parts and the box that came in and all the other shit we took off the car that didn't go back on it. All the other shit that we took off the machine that we were just repairing. We're not picking that shit up. We're done with it. It's fucked up. We don't need it. Guess what? Not picking it up. Not going to do it. Not going to clean up. All right. So listen, I've gone on and on and on here about what you guys have to do, and about how you're supposed to do it. And uh, I, I want to just reiterate one more time: you're my heroes. I appreciate what you do. I'm I'm unbelievably glad that you listen. I can't believe that you listen to this. Fucking moron that makes this podcast about automotive technicians. But if you're out there and you are listing and you're a heavy duty guy, you're a diesel guy. Keep up the good work, gentlemen, and all six ladies that are doing it. I, there's probably seven, you know, because I can't be right about anything. There's probably seven, but I'm gonna I'm gonna shut up now, and I just want you to know that that myself and all the other human beings on planet earth secretly and maybe not so secretly appreciate what you're doing and how well you're doing it and i want to say keep up the good work and i also want to get the hell out of here and stop talking about this particular subject by saying see ya
1: this episode of grease the wheels was sponsored by hemp it up hemp it up is your source for edible transdermal and every other form of cbd products that you can imagine Now, CBD is a bit of a hot-button topic right now, but let our expert friends at Hemp It Up sort it out for you. Their knowledgeable staff at their locations in Rochester and Syracuse will get you the CBD product that you need when you need it the most. We especially like Transdermal CBD Balm after a long day of turning wrenches. You rub some of that on your hands, your neck, and your shoulders, and you're good to go for tomorrow. Also, stop in and mention Grease the Wheels for 5% off your order. Hemp It Up, Rochester and Syracuse, the source for CBD and the only CBD company trusted by Grease the Wheels. You can check them out online at hempitupgifts.com. That is Hemp It Up, Rochester and Syracuse, CBD. It's good stuff. Keeps us turning wrenches. Keeps us on the move. So if you know of any heavy duty mechanics who are out there struggling, make sure you get them some of that nice CBD balm. It'll help them out and they will appreciate it greatly. That is it for this week's episode of Grease the Wheels. Make sure you hit us up over on our Facebook page and our Patreon. We got a special Patreon episode right now. Uh, It's about the BMW 3 Series. We're sending it out to all of our Patreon listeners. You can get a little taste of that right now on our Spotify. We have our shorter little segment of that. So, hey, just make sure you keep up all the great support. We absolutely love what you guys are doing for us. We're getting this message out to all over the world, and we appreciate you guys. See you next week, folks.